awesome. Just um, just a, a quick look. Who's who's here for the very first time? Just visiting. Goedemorgen, goedemorgen allemaal. Daar sy. Ek wil hom net myself gaan voorstel, ek is Johannes, ek, en is my vrou wat nou net hier gestaan het. She's the one with the more words than me, so. Maar we welkom hier so jylle, en ek hoop jylle gaan die dag by ons geniet. Amen. Um, just before I start, let's just, uh, let's just pray. Hmm. Oh, thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord, that we can be in your house this morning. We thank you, Lord God, for, for great worship. We thank you that you are alive. That we thank you that you are our king, that we can come and we can, can worship you. And I pray, Lord, that again this in the morning that you will send your angels among us to protect your word, to protect our hearts and our minds. I pray, Lord, that you will send your, your Holy Spirit as well to connect to everyone's heart this morning. And I, I pray, Lord, that every word that flows from my mouth will be your words and not mine. And let your word this morning fall, Lord God, on good, and on good soil and may it bring honor and glory to your name. We love you, Father. Amen. Amen. So, um, who of you guys can remember what is our church word of the year? What is it that, that the Lord said? We must speak about this year. Intimacy. So the word of the year for us as a church is intimacy. And, and we, we, we started about two, three weeks ago with a, a series about who is Jesus. Because why? We felt... If the Lord said that this year we must talk about intimacy, and that's going to be our main the, 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 the focus is intimacy with Him, we first also need to understand who He is. It's because we can't be intimate with Him if we don't know who He is. You learn to get to know a, a, a person before you, you really get intimate with Him, and the same with, with Jesus. We need to know who He is. So, Two weeks ago, we, 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 we started with, um, it, it is from the book of John, there's, there's, there's the seven statements that the Lord makes who He is. And the first one we talked about was um, that He is the, the bread of life. And we, we talked about that, and last week we talked about He is the light. And Jesus is the light. And if you missed that, it's also on our Living Word Namibia YouTube channel, channel, and my English is not here today. But um, today, we, we, we're going to speak from a scripture in John 10, where he says that I am the door to the sheep. So we're going to speak about I am the door. And 
this whole week where, where I did some, some of my research about the door, about him as the door, man, I just saw that that is such a loaded, loaded um, term that, that he is the door. What does that mean and everything? And, and, and again, um, I think I took away 95% of my research and things I picked up just to have something good to say this morning. Um, not that the rest was bad, but it's just so, so, so much. It's something we can speak about in the next five, six months. So today we're going to talk about I am the door, where the Lord says, I am the door. And that door, it, it's, it signifies a few interesting things. It, it, for us to, when we see a door, we decide if we're going to step through the door or not. So when it comes to speaking about Him as the door, it also speaks to us that needs to take a deliberate decision to step through the door and into what the Lord has for us. It takes for us a, as individuals a, a, a deliberate decision to choose the Lord, to choose Him, and to step through the door which is, um, is Him. And also in, in Scripture it says in Genesis 1 verse 27, it says that we are made in the image of God. Why do I say that? It's because if we are made in His image and likeness, and He is a door which we step into and through, we also, as the people, have a door in our hearts. That's the, the, the door that He knocks on to see if we are there and if we want to open our hearts for Him. So, so today, I'm going to um, look at a, like a few things, and we're going to start to look at what does Scripture say about a door? So, so the, 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 the meaning of a door in the Bible. We're going to look at um, how it... We're going to look at some biblical ex, 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 examples of where the Lord uses the door to, to describe as well who He is and what He does and also then the, the impact that has on us. So that's what we're going to look at today. So, what is a door? What is a door? So the phrase that I am the door of the sheep, it, it talks, it's, it's something that's very loaded. I am the door. So there's a, a, a Greek word for it. I'm just going to read the Greek word. It's up on the screen there. The Greek word for a, a door is thura, thura. And it means it's like a door. It's an entrance. It's a, a, a gateway. But, but it's, it's also an opportunity. It's not just a door. A door is also an opportunity. It also sp speaks about the door. Um, it means like the one who brings the opportunity of salvation. It also means, in, in, in the sense of the, the Scripture, 
uh, an opportunity, but it, it also um, means that there is some um, criteria that need to be met to step through the door. It's not just walking through. There's, there's things that need to be done for us to step through the door. So, in Scripture, if, if you, um, and I think that's on the next slide, there's a few examples of a door. I mean, the first one, it, it speaks about the ark, and we get that Scripture in Genesis 6, verse 16, the ark. So we all know the picture of the ark. We all um, see the, the ark there and the animals there. And, and all the animals, two by two, they had to walk through a door in the ark. And then the door got locked. What does that mean for us? If, if we look at that, does that just mean, okay, cool, now the ark was waterproof? Or, or is there more to it than it's just a door that's not being locked? Because everything that in Scripture is not for, um, it's not just there for nothing. I mean, everything that the Lord put in His Word is there for a reason. So if he says there's an ark, if he says there's the animals and the people walk through a door and then the door got sealed, we must know it's there for a reason. So I'm not going to speak way too much about um, this yet, but it means that when you walk through that door, which represents Jesus, you step into his grace, but in the, the, the case of the ark, he seals the door behind you that you are also protected. So when we walk through the door, we step into His grace, but also in His protection. Make sense? Then the next one is um, the, the Passover. In Exodus 12, it speaks about where the Lord said that they must, um, the Israelites were in Egypt as slaves. And, and, and for them not to, to lose all their firstborn, that was the last of the ten um, the plagues or the curses that the Lord had for the Egyptians, uh, for them to escape that, the curse, to, to, um, to lose all, all their, the firstborns, they had to take the, um, the lamb's blood and put it on the doorposts and on the lintel and the doorposts. Why? And I just said it. It's there to, when you are in that house and you are protected by the door which has on it the, 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 the blood of the lamp which represents Jesus, you are in His protection. He looks after you. He he provides for you. He protects you. There's, um, yeah, I, I don't want to go way too, too, too um, in-depth in with this yet, but um, it might be for another day. But with, with that as well, the Lord protected all the, 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 the firstborn of Israel, but not of the Egyptians and he, he, he did that also for a reason 
to, to speak to us and throughout his word about the, the corrupt line of the first the, the, the bones, if you, if you think of um, Cain and Abel and, and all that, the first uh, uh, born was always offline and they did their own thing and, and the Lord through this also the, the pass over he wanted to show something that he wants to come and restore that the firstborn which again is Jesus but, but I'll speak about that in another sermon and then also about 500 years after Moses the Lord asked King Solomon to build a temple and they had here and there a door and everything, but there was a specific wooden um, door, an, a, a, a door from, from olive wood that had to be put before the people could enter into the sanctuary, the holy place. And that, because it's from the olive tree, it also signifies stepping th- through the door and through everything that the Holy Spirit has for us, you step under His, um, through and under His um, blessings. Ah, oh, my English is gone today, but you understand what I mean. So under His anointing, under His um, um, protection, you step into the holy of holies. Then it also speaks about the cross. That's also a, 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 a door for us, and we speak about the, the, the cross a lot. We speak about the tomb and the resurrection. You know, the, the tomb, there was a big rock that was rolled away. It signifies a door. Um, it speaks in Scripture about the, the wide road and the narrow road. It's a, a, it speaks about a door where it's a big door where everyone goes, and there's a little one where the ones are where um, they picked Jesus. They, they went after his heart. But this, the scripture that we're going to speak about today is in John 10, verse 1 to 9. John 10, verse 1 to 9, where he tried to explain to the people around him like who he is and what he is and how they should perceive that and live accordingly. John 10, verse 1 to 9. And I'm just going to yeah, read there from verse 1. Okay, and it says there, <coughs> Most assuredly I say to you, he who does not enter the sheepfold by the door but climbs up some other way, the same is a thief and a robber. But he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. So, but he who enters by the door is the shepherd of the sheep. To him the doorkeeper opens, and the sheep hear his voice, and he calls his own sheep by name and leads them out. And verse 4, And when he brings out his own sheep, he goes before them, and the sheep follow him, for they know his voice. I love that. Verse 5. Yet they will by no means follow a stranger, 
but will flee from him, for they do not know the voice of strangers. Verse 6, Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things which he spoke to them. Jesus used this illustration, but they did not understand the things he spoke to them. And then the next verse, I love this. Then Jesus said to them again, most assuredly, I say to you, I am the door of the sheep. All who ever came before me are thieves and robbers, but the sheep did not hear them. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find pasture. I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find the pasture. And there's a, a, a picture up on the screen that I'm just going to use to explain this in Scripture. I love the Scripture. So it says there in verse 2, um, it says there, but he who enters by the door. So it says in, 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 in verse 2, where the Lord speaks to them and says, hey, they, he who enters by the door is the shepherd. But then he escalates things in verse 7, and he says there that I am the door. So it's not just anymore a door, a door that, um, that, that opens up, that he is the physical door through which the sheep um, enters. He's not on the side looking and opening the door for them. He is the door through which the people enter. He speaks in this scripture and he speaks of himself now as the good shepherd. And, and, and we'll speak about this as well next week, I think, or the week thereafter. But for him, being the door in the sheepfold, back in the day, the, the, uh, the shepherd protected the sheep from the wild animals. Now for us, he protects us as his sheep, the believers, the disciples, from any attacks from the outside. He protects us. We step into his, through the door, which he is. He allows us through, so he protects us in his the sheepfold from any attacks from the outside. Because, um, remember, him as the, as the door, he's the one that allows things to enter or exit in that door. Okay, so he protects us from any attacks from the outside. In, in, and in this whole scripture as well, he, he says by saying that he is the door. And anyone that was before him are thieves and robbers. And by that he says that I am the only door. There is no other door. There is no other way to the Father. There is no other way into the kingdom. I am the door. Everything else 
is not of him, is not him, is not nuf, 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 from him, is a false door, is a false kingdom, false everything. He is the door. And in verse 9, I love that, where he says, where he says that I am the door. If anyone enters by me, he will be saved and will go in and out and find the, 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 the pasture. And that, that a verse, it also speaks about Psalm 23 where, where he will take his believers, disciples, and he will lead them into, into rest, into uh, peace, healing, and provision where he looks after his flock, his children, his sheep. Amen? So, he is the door. So, how do we, how do we, how do we um, enter into and through that door? How do we enter and go into and through the door? So, I'm just going to um, name a few things here. Um, I'm actually going to use an illustration here. Um, Marissa, can I, can I someone call you up? Let's, let's see the pastor's wife if she listens to him. <laughs> so, this is the sheep, Jesus. So, how do we, how do we first step into and through the door? And remember now I said that we also have a door within us, within our heart, which he knocks on. So he comes, he comes and he knocks on the door, and he says, Marissa, of Pete, of Jan, of son, knock, knock, I have this opportunity for you, remember, a door is an opportunity, I have an opportunity for you to receive eternal life, to step into my kingdom, to be my child. He comes and he says all that. And I invite you to come with me to become a child of God. Will you follow me? And then he waits for his child to come. And when they come, they are saved. They step into his kingdom. They chose him like I said in the beginning, they made a deliberate choice on their own to choose Jesus, to choose his kingdom. And everything from there will follow. Okay. So step one. Step one is you welcome him in. You open up your heart for him when he knocks on your door and you say, I choose you and you step into and through the door. So the next thing, when you are stepping into and through him as the door, you are now where? You are now in Jesus. So if you, if you see in your, your, your mind's eye, say this is Jesus, this whole room. Now you step out in obedience as a child, listens to his parents 
and you step out and, yes, Lord, I will do that. You step out in obedience and you see what the Lord is doing. And everywhere you go, you're like, oh, wow, Dad, how can I get there? Yes, I should do this. Yes, Lord, I will do that. And you step out in faith, in obedience, and He shows you new things about Him. So you're stepping into Him, you experience Him, you see Him, and you're obedient to His Word. And that, it also, um, it also means for us that there's a continuous sur surrendering of ourselves, laying down our will and ask, Lord, what do you want as my dad, as my father, and I will do that. So you lay down of yourself all the time. Does that make sense so far? How do we enter into and through the door. Also, what we, we, we need to do and what we need to understand, many of us as believers, we got hurt somewhere, sometime, as a child or in, with a family, with, in church, um, or wherever we got hurt. So now, if, if, if you open up our hearts, and on the inside there, there's a... a sign that says, do not disturb. So we walk around with a, a, a do not disturb a sign. So when the Lord comes and He knocks, do not disturb, Lord. I've got my life. I'm happy where I am. If I, if I open up my heart and I become vulnerable again to friends, family, church, even to God and Jesus, I get hurt. Still trying to get that one. Do not disturb and you stay away from God and you do not allow Him to come into your heart. You, you do not allow Him to, to work within you to transform you because of the do not disturb um, this, 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 the sign on your heart. So for us as believers, in, especially in this church, because we're a church that moves, we're not standing still, remove the do not disturb sign and let God, let God. And then the, the Fourth thing um, for us, how do we enter in, into and through the door is, my wife loved this, is to become a student of the Word. Why? So now, I'm, I'm new, I'm, I'm unsaved, and I hear the knock, and I said, okay, yes, Lord. So now I step into Him, into His kingdom, I step into his heart. Now I'm a new believer, which means I'm, I'm still new with everything in the scripture. I'm still an a infant a believer. And in, in our infant years, and the Lord says, you know what? Okay, now you're an infant. And he says, here goes. Biki mel, biki Oreo cookies. Nice. Go, go, go. Lekker, ne? The word is good. You feel loved. 
but there comes a time, and, and we all know that, especially from especially the people on farms, that sometimes you need to get weaned of the milk, and now you need to start on your own eating food, strong, um, the food make you strong. For us in Namibia, it's in the So now there comes a, t- t- a, t- a time where the Lord says, you know what, I've fed, um, I've fed you, you have your milk, you have your cookies, you're now be- be- beginning to understand these things, but now you are required to stand on your own two feet. You need to show something from yourself that you truly want to live in, this, in the family, that you want to be with him. So you open up your word, and on your own you begin to dig in, and you ask the Lord, Lord, what does this mean? And Holy Spirit, explain this to me. And the Lord begins to, to feed you and equip you. And that's how you not just step through the door, but stay within Jesus. Make sense? Amen. Because the word of the, um, the Lord is alive and, f- and fruitful. <coughs> Thank you, Jesus. Actually, before I go to the next um, section, who here today, and please don't be afraid to, um, to raise your hand, but who here today have, have some sickness or something within, within their bodies? Just a quick raise, like a headache or a back pain or a anything. Okay, okay. Thank you, Jesus. So, during um, the worship, um, the Lord said, I must just put this out there, so I'm just going to put this out there, but... I believe that the Lord wants to bring healing today to some people, but within that, he, um, I want to ask you if you want to, st- to, to step out, and, and it can be anything or anyone. It doesn't have to be just a, a, a sickness. It can be for any other something that you believe the Lord for, um, something in your your, your household, your finances, your work, your family, or, or any sickness and disease. And you can come and take that step of faith, and it's, it is what it is, and come and sit here next to the feet of Jesus. It's a prophetic step of faith that you take, and I believe that the Lord will bring healing today, and He will bring restoration for us today. So it's open for anyone that you can come and sit here, come and sit next to the cross. But the Lord has an invite today that if you need healing, if you need restoration in any area, come today and, and sit next to His cross. He's um, sat at His feet, and He will meet you where you are. Amen. I'm just going to put that out there. So... So what happens when we enter through the door? So there's a few things that, that we said that, that we must do to enter. So now what happens when we enter the door? 
when we step through him who is the door. Number one is we are saved. And it's something many people take lightly because, okay, now I'm saved. Now, now that's it. Now I'm done. Tick box is done. But there's so, so much more when, when we choose him and when we step into, into him, through him and into him. Yes, we become saved, which means we now have eternal life, which is most likely the biggest gift that we can have, is eternal life with him. But he has so much more for us than being saved. He now takes us and he says, you know what, you, you are my child. Here is my Holy Spirit to help you. And he begins to, through the work of the Holy Spirit within us, through his word, his scriptures, his bread of life, he begins to bring light within us. He begins to transform who we are and what we do and how we see things, how we think, how we do things. He begins that transformation, the, 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 the process with his scriptures, with his, his, um, his Holy Spirit and within us. Something I love that the Lord um, he, he spoke to me about is when we, when we enter, because that door is also an opportunity, he gives me an opportunity to mature in my faith. It's still a choice. We can be in our 60s, 70s, and 80s and still be infants if we just sit back and receive and let God's water or God's akkerloop. He gives us that opportunity to mature. He gives us that opportunity to mature. And everything that he says to us in his scripture about the, the, the blessed life and his, um, the, 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 the promises that the Lord has for us, it, it now moves from a being a promise in a, a, a future to now we're stepping into the promise. And what he has is there already because now we're stepping into him who is the promise. It's not something we have to think about to worry about the future. That's why I also believe the Lord says, don't worry about tomorrow. As a believer, you step into the promise today. It becomes something now and not in a distant future. We, we talked about this. He becomes your shepherd. He's the one that, that protects you. Um, he's the one that protects you. When you enter in and through the door, and that's something I'm going to talk about soon ish as well, is we, we literally step into the glory of God. Because now we're in Him, and where He is is His glory. And if you look at the scriptures, there's many um, examples in scriptures, but the one is from uh, Jacob in Genesis 28, where, where he slept 
on that rock, the heavens are opened. So, in essence, I'm just going to make this in short. In essence, he went there, he recognized this is a, 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 um, like he's, 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 he's something he needs to do with his life, and he cries out to God. And then the Lord opened up the heavens, and he brought to him a new revelation, but this is a place of God. And the angels there ascended, descended, and the Lord spoke to him there. So when you enter there, you enter into the glory realm of the Lord, and he begins to reveal things to you. In John, in Revelation 4, is it in Revelation 4? He saw an open door in heaven. Jesus says, I am the door. So that John, when he saw an open door, did he see an open door? If the Lord said, I am the door, he saw Jesus. And the Lord said, come up here, I want to show you things that will happen after this. So when you step in, you choose him and look for him, look for his heart. The Lord says to all of us here, come, I want to, sh- to show you things. There's something, something I, want, I want you to know, something special, something unique, something more about me. So the Lord reveals himself to you. Amen. Something else. So when we step in and through the door, so what else happens? Now we're with him. Now we're in his midst. Now we, we begin to hear his heartbeat. We understand him. Scripture says that in, in, in the spirit, we are sitting next to him already in heavenly places, which I'll talk about another day. But it means that now you're with the Father and Jesus, you see what the Father is doing. And the same then is Jesus, where he says, I only do what I see my Father do. Now we begin to see, oh, but I am there with him. I can and have the ability to see with my spiritual eyes what my Father is doing, and I can do the same thing. Who of us can see now, honestly in our hearts, what the Father is doing? Do we understand what it means to step in and through the door and be with him and in him? The potential that we have to see, literally see what the Father is doing and then do the same thing, to hear his voice. And on that, we do what he says. We do what, he's, um, what, what we see he is doing. Then it brings a whole new thing to us when we say that scripture that says that we need to, 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 to bind things and release things. Now we know what to, to, to bind on earth because we can see what the Lord already bound in heaven. Now we can release things on earth because why? 
we see what he already released in heaven. And that comes from us stepping into and through the door to be with Jesus. There's so much more than just steek gaan my handkie op en jyre neem my aan. It's, it's so much more than that. So much more than that when we step through the door. That's an open door. Let's talk about doors that are closed. Doors that are closed is interesting. Some believers, or some would-be believers, wannabe believers, whatever you want to call it, they hear the knock of Jesus. Remember, we have a door in our hearts because we are made in his, his image. He has a door. He is the door, but we have a door. Okay. So he knocks on our hearts. And sometimes some says, you know what? Not yet, Lord. He closes the door for God to, um, to walk in. You close the door for God and to walk in. There's a, yeah. Some hear his voice but they, they choose to ignore Jesus. They choose to ignore the call to step towards him as well. And that, 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 that should be for us a red flag. They choose not to enter. Scripture warns us against not allowing Jesus to enter our hearts. He warns us, if he knocks and we say, Lord Jesus, <sighs> I just feel just not ready. Maybe tomorrow. In essence, you tell him, Lord Jesus, today I choose not to have eternal life. Today I choose not to be in right standing with you. Today I choose not to have your blessings that you have for me. That's what happens when we say, Lord, not today. This door says, do not disturb, and I stick to it. Some things, um, just a, 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 a few um, examples that, that makes our hearts closed, our um, doors closed, is if we hold on to unforgiveness. It's going to sound interesting now. If we hold on to unforgiveness, we close the door to Jesus, but we open the door for the enemy to come in. We open the door for the, the, the enemy to, to come and steal, kill, and destroy in our lives. And many sickness and disease and sometimes mental states, not everything but some, comes from 
Jesus, my heart is closed, do not disturb. I don't want to do anything to mess up the status quo of my life, I'm happy. But I will open to this. Unforgiveness. It makes you sick. Scripture says in Matthew 18, when you, when you keep living with unforgiveness in your heart, that you will be handed over to the tormentors. And what is that? It's demons and evil things that all the time... Luister, Buddha, onthou jy die keer wat jy verkeerd gemaakt het. Die Heere onthou dit. Jy gaat pak sla kry. Luister, Buddha, you're not good enough. You know what? You can pray, but it's like a childish prayer. The Lord, He doesn't hear those things. Where's your faith, brother? And it's this constant tormenting in your mind that makes you sick because you can't sleep, you can't eat, you can't focus at work or whatever. Tormented the whole time. And it comes from one of the big things is unforgiveness. Sexual sin, sexual sin, that's a big one. I have to say this. I talked to, we talked to, to people in this week about, um, we talked through marriage things. Um, the, the first sin that happened, the, the very first one was what? The biggest sin, the first one, the pride. So the enemy fell because of pride. And the next thing he did was what? To attack what is between what the Lord ordained as husband and wife. So he attacks straight the sexual and whatever happens in marriage. So what does that mean? It means that the Lord ordained man and woman to be one. Okay? in a marriage, but now the enemy comes and says, no, 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 it's 2024. This book is a little bit old. We need to adapt it to fit to what we believe. And what we believe is it's okay to live together, sleep together, stay together for financial reasons or whatever else it is, and not have the gift of sex in the pure covenant relationship which the Lord gave, but then we expect Him to look after us, bless us. Our lives are good, but we close the door to what He says, and we open the door to what we feel is right and how we adapted the Word to fit with us. It's a way that we close the door to God. He cannot look after us if we willfully ignore him. And the last one before I end off is being unprepared for his return. There's this, this the story of the, the ten and the virgins that they waited for the bridegroom and there was only five of them that had their lamps filled with oil. So they were prepared to go with the, the, the bridegroom into the wedding feast. And the other f- the five were not. 
Where are we today? How prepared are we for Jesus to come? How prepared are we for He to come? How much longer are we going to hold on to things in our lives and the world because it actually makes us feel comfortable? It's, it's, it's comfortable to hold on to this issue because then I can go to the, 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 the pastors or my cell group and leader week after week, pray for the same thing because I like the attention. But if I have to do something to get rid of this, then ugh, I have to do something. I have to lay myself down, and I can't do that. And then you begin to be angry at things in the, 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 the people because of what's happening with you and what's happening around you. And you keep on sitting with the same things constantly, but you do not open the door to Jesus. Keeps the door closed, which is not, not healthy for us. There's this um, scripture in Proverbs 24. It's not on the board, but it's in Proverbs 4 verse 20. Uh, or it might be on there, I'm not sure. Proverbs 24 verse 33 34, and it says there, a little extra sleep, a little more slumber, a little folding of the hands to rest, then poverty, and this also talks about spiritual and the poverty, will pounce on you like a bandit, scarcity will attack you like an armed robber. The more we wait, is nog hier reg nie. Yes, een dag. Ek moet myself eers 100% reg kry voor ek na Jesus toe gaan. Man, you missed the point. He's the one that says, come as you are, I will clean you and wash you. But this waiting, standing, wondering, philosophizing about groot doop, klein doop, hoe dra, broek dra, who cares? It's in the, 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 this is your eternal life. He is the door. You either choose the door and step through it or otherwise. He is the door. He is the door. It's not just a, a metaphor. He is the door. He's the, I must read this because I'm, 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 I'm left-handed as well, so I read slower and I type too fast, so this is a mess. He is the living embodiment of the access that we have to the Father. We need to, as believers, we need to really ensure that we equip ourselves and begin to learn to hear the voice of God so that when He comes and when He knocks on our hearts, like we know that is Him. He's knocking. He's knocking now. And as we said here, He is knocking now. And He says, come to me. I am the door. Come to me. He gives us the opportunity to step from eternal death and separation from Him into eternal life. 
We can't just wait for him to let the Lord put things in our lap all the time. We have to be actively involved. We have to make that conscience and decision to not just open our hearts to his call, but again, to step into and through his door and be with him and stay with him in obedience. Amen? Amen. Let's just all have our eyes quickly closed. Just all have our eyes closed for a moment. Before I end the service with prayer, we always give the opportunity for people to respond to that knock on your heart's door and to step through the door, which is Jesus, and to accept Him as your Lord and your Savior. Now that acceptance, we may, we may lead you in a prayer, but it's more than just a prayer. It's not just words that we say. It's a true conscience decision that you need to make on your own, if you haven't yet, to follow Jesus. Will it be easy? No. It's going to be hard. Is it easy to, um, to follow Him? No. It's not, but it's worth it. We don't look at the now and the world around us. We look with eyes towards the heavens and eternity. And it's worth accepting Him as your, as your Lord and your Savior. When we read the scriptures, it says that the hungry are those who are filled. If you are hungry for God and you respond to Him, Scripture says that you will be filled. Thirsty are those who are given a drink. If you want more of the Lord, if you want more of His Holy Spirit, and you step in and through His door, Scripture says He will give you a drink. He will restore you. He will nourish you. He will lead you in green from the in the pastures it says those who ask and seek and knock are those to whom the door is opened and are you the one who ask and seek and knock because then he says his door will be opened to you And it's only through His grace and mercy that we can be saved, that we can walk with Him, that we can step into and through His thoughts, only through His grace and His mercy. And if there's anyone here this morning that has never, ever, ever accepted Jesus Christ as their Lord and your Savior, but today they fell, there's a knock on the door on your heart 
and you feel comp comp compelled today to make that decision for him, I just want you to quickly and to raise your hand that I can see who you are and to, to pray with you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Amen. I thank you, Lord, for this morning, Lord God. I, th I, th I thank you, Jesus, for your name. That your name is not just a name, but that your name has meaning, it has power, it has no purpose, it has direction, it has life. We thank you, Jesus, that you do not just open the door, but that you are the door for us to step into eternity with you and the, the Father. We thank you that you are the good shepherd that protects us. We thank you that through that door we step into your kingdom and we have the opportunity, Lord God, to, to walk in your glory every day, all day. We thank you for your heart for people, Lord God. We thank you that even before the, the, the creation of the world, Lord God, you made that decision to be the door for us. You did not become a door. You are the door. And I pray, Lord, that you truly open up the scriptures in our hearts, Lord, that we truly understand it. That it's not just a sermon, the series that we do, Lord Jesus, but that we understand who you are as the, the, the bread of life, who you are as the light, who you are as the door. And that, Lord God, that you strengthen us with your Holy Spirit in, and enable us to live according to what you reveal to our hearts. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. We pray this in your name. Amen.